Peace by Believing with John Redmond, Associate Pastor of First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas. Billy Graham said that prayer is simply a two-way conversation with God. As we take part in conversations with the Lord, what should our attitude be? Today, we welcome our senior pastor, Dr. Charles Redmond, as our special guest, as he shares his message titled, Blend Thanksgiving with Your Prayer. I want you to open your Bible to the book of Philippians in chapter number four, and we're going to look in a moment at two very familiar verses. Now, one of the things that I love doing is reading prayers. Now, this may sound strange to you. You say, what do you mean reading prayers? Well, I mean, I love reading prayers. Now you say, well, that's just not my cup of tea. Well, let me say to you, you might want to try a cup of that. You'll be amazed if somehow or another you can read prayers. In fact, you already do read prayers, and I'll tell you how in just a moment. But one of the prayers that I love to read, I have a little booklet called The Valley of Vision. It is a, it is a book of prayers of the pilgrims. Uh, not the, of the pilgrims in the 16th and 17th century. In other words, these were these, this, the pilgrims were a group of people, not pilgrims, the Puritans. The Puritans were a group of people that they emphasized purity and holiness and godliness, godliness and they were called Puritans. And, and they, they stressed living a clean life and a pure life. And their prayer life was a major part of that. Now, this little booklet, it's very interesting about this little booklet. I was looking at, at the little front end of this booklet here uh, this week. It was first published in 1975. And then 27 years went by, and it was reprinted in the year 2002. And then there was a second printing in 2002. Then in 2003, there were two printings, and then five are printed, six are printed, seven are printed. 2009, it was reprinted twice in 2009, 2011, one, 2012, one, 13, one, 14, one, 15, one. So here, here's this little book. Now, we do not have this in the bookstore here, but like you could get this if you wanted to read these prayers. Now you understand in the 16th and 17th centuries, they prayed in the old King James, okay? So when you read these prayers, it's, it's, the, it's the old way of saying things, but it is a fantastic book of prayers and devotions. And so that is one of the things that I love reading. Now, something a little more contemporary book of prayers, and this is in our bookstore. Many of you have it. It's Dr. Lord John Ogilvie's book, Quiet Moments with God. This is a fantastic devotional book. Dr. Lord John Ogilvie, for 25 years, was pastor of the Hollywood Presbyterian Church in, in California, and then he left that church after 25 years to be the chaplain of the United States Senate, where he served for a good number of years. His wife became ill, and ultimately he had to resign his chaplaincy, and, and then she later went to be with the Lord, and then 
since Dr. Ogilvie has had a fantastic ministry of speaking and writing and teaching at Fuller Seminary. And just last year, he himself went to be with the Lord. Now, both John and I and Dottie have been blessed by the life of Lord John Ogilvie. In fact, he's to John, he's been a real mentor. And to me and to Dottie, a lesser mentor, but a dear, dear man of God. And he wrote this book of prayers. And, and what's so neat about this, you say, that'd be the most boring thing in the world. No, it's one of the most exciting things in the world because the way this is written, like a devotion for the day, but it, it, you finish the prayer. In other words, he doesn't end the prayer. He, he writes it in such a way that you just pick up and go from there. So now that is another blessed, wonderful thing. Now, if you want to be a little bit more contemporary, say, well, you know, I don't know about reading the Puritan's prayers or, you know, maybe, maybe Ogilvy, Dr. Ogilvy's prayer. Well, we have this other guy named John Redmond. Now, his prayers are free. You may like his prayers best. And I'm holding one, and they have it on the screen. This is this morning prayer that, you know, you've seen this. Well, old John, he told me, they said, Dad, I have revised the morning prayer. I said, well, I like the other morning prayer. Why did you change? He said, well, the one I have is shorter. And there is a booklet he's written on the Psalms. And in that booklet is this new revised morning prayer. Now, in addition to that, you, you have some of the greatest prayers ever, the prayers in the Bible, many of them, of course, in the, in the, in the Psalms, some of the most beautiful prayers in, that you'll ever read are in the Psalms. And as you read the Psalms, you read them all the time. And then in our text tonight, we, we, have, we have the Apostle Paul teaching us about prayer. And so that's somewhat where I want us to pick up now. Look what the Apostle Paul says. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, look at this, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Now, the New King James says, be anxious for nothing. That's how it translates it. <laughs> the New Living Translation says, don't worry about anything. Well, I like that. Don't worry about anything. All right. The English Standard Version says, do not be anxious about anything. Almost what the New King James says. The Old King James says, be careful for nothing. Well, <clears throat> that. That was good in 1611, but that's not too good in 2021. The, I mean, the word, who would know careful means anxious? I, okay. And then the NIV says, do not be anxious about anything. But here's the bottom line. Whatever translation you are reading from, whether it says, don't worry about it, don't be anxious about it, or as the King James says, be, uh, don't, you know, be careful about it. However it's translated, here, here's the thing you want to understand. The Greek word is in the present tense. Now you say, well, what does that have to do with anything? It has everything to do with it. The Bible is not saying, you know, when you become a Christian, you won't ever be anxious about something or you won't ever work. The present tense in Greek means this. Now, you need, to, you need to remember this. It means something that's ongoing. It's like a lifestyle. That's where the Greek language is really good. 
And the Hebrew language, which is Old Testament, is even more descriptive. So what this is saying is, the Bible's not saying now, you know, you can't ever worry about anything. No, that's not what it's saying. What it's saying is, as a believer, we, we shouldn't be living a lifestyle where we just worry about everything. You know, some people just say, well, you know, I'm just a worrier. Well, we all worry about things from time to time, but that's different than just being a person that's always a worry. Now, here's the deal. How, how can you do that? Well, here's why I love these verses. He gives three things that we need to build into our prayer life. Let's look at them. He says, don't be anxious for nothing or don't worry about anything. Okay, now what do I do? Well, here's what you do. Look at it. If you're a Bible underliner, he says, by prayer, and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, those are the three steps, prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. So, you know, here I am, here you are, and, you know, maybe, you know, we all, we, sometimes this happens, that happens, but if we find that, hey, this has become like a lifestyle for me, what, what do I do? How do I get out of this thing I'm worried about? It's very simple. Here's what Paul says, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. And let's deal with those real quickly. By prayer, what does that refer to? It refers to what I would call prayers in general. And there's nothing wrong with prayers in general. You know, like at night, we will say, Dottie, the last thing we do at night is pray for our family. And we call them by name. And normally we are praying Prayers that are what we'd call just prayers in general. God, help, help John sleep good tonight. Help Joel sleep good tonight. J- Jody, Charlie Joe, Joel Jr., and Dottie, myself, and, and, and help us wake up in the morning, God, ready for the new day. Well, now, that's a good prayer. There's nothing wrong with that prayer. But that's, that's, that's a general prayer, and it's, it's a blessing. And, and so, but that's part of our prayer life. Now, what you say, well, what... What does supplications refer to? Well, supplications is a step deeper where we're praying about specific needs, okay? Uh, like this morning, I woke up at 4.30, and uh, I decided I was too awake to even try to go back to sleep. So that's about 30 minutes ahead of time for me. But I just got up and had really a beautiful time of prayer. Now, specific prayers bring specific answers. If you just pray in general, God bless, <laughs> bless all the missionaries out there, God. Well, we need to pray for all the missionaries out there. But if we know some specific needs and names and what they're going through, we, we could be more specific in our praying. You, you know, I'll give a quick word of testimony to show this works. One of the things that I've been faithful to do is all last year, I just prayed that two things. Now, these are measurable things that I mentioned. I prayed that our people would remain faithful in their giving. And I prayed that God would bless our church with unusual gifts. By unusual gifts, I mean gifts that we wouldn't normally get. Maybe a family in the church inherits some money and they give extra. Or another family comes up. Or, or people even beyond our church. It's the most interesting thing. We have been amazed all last year. And until about five, four or five weeks ago, 
we just keep getting this out of nowhere, it seems like. Here comes a $20,000 check. Here comes an unusual check. and I mean, checks just coming from other places and other people. Just, and it's really helped us. Now, in the last four or five weeks, we've, we've been faithful in our regular giving, but there's not been really any extra, significant extra gifts like that. And I was thinking about it last week, and I told this to Deb and Biz. I said, you know, I'm going to confess something. I've quit praying for that. I just, you know, I just went on to other things. And I thought, I've got to get back to praying. And so I want to warn you, I'm praying for some extra gifts. And as you go out tonight, there'll be big barrels out in the commons if you feel no. But let me ask you to do something. You, you'll be amazed. Like, I drove across Houston last year one time. A man called me, not a member of our church, and said, I, I have a gift that I want to give the church, but I want to hand it to you before I die. I could mail it. In fact, he said it's already in an envelope. But is there any way you could drive to where I am and pray with me, and I just want to give the gift to the church? And I did. And I think that gift was maybe $25,000 or it, it, may have been, it may have been more. I don't remember that now. And two days later, after I drove across town one night to get that gift, that man went to be with the Lord. I, I could tell you just story after story after story how God, you know, what's that old thing where God guides, God provides? And so I'm just saying, you know, like these people being saved on Sunday, we, we're praying not just God give us a good service Sunday. We're praying people be saved in these services and that things happen in these services. So I want to encourage you, you know, rather than worry, pray those general prayers, but pray specific prayers. And then notice what it adds to this list. It says by prayer and supplication. Now get ready for the part that, that you may not have thought about. And thanksgiving. And thanksgiving. Now, here's the question. Thanksgiving for what? Now, in the New Living Translation, the, the, the New King James doesn't do it, and the ESV doesn't do it. I'm not being critical. They just don't do it. The only translation that I have seen, there maybe that the translators here we're thinking what I think God has put on my heart. This whole thing, you look at it, look at it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. What do you do? Let your request be known to God, and the result, we'll get to that in a moment. Okay, here's the question. And I was just praying over those verses one morning, and I got to that, and I thought, now, wait a minute here. Thanksgiving for what? Well, some would answer that by saying, well, what that's, what that's talking about, it, it's talking about that you're thanking God for what you're about to pray for in advance. Now, listen to me very carefully. That is what I call name it, claim it, prayer theology, and it's hogwash. It's blasphemy to Scripture. We don't tell God what to do. And this idea that we say, okay, now what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray about something, and I'm going to just thank God in advance that what I'm asking God to do, God's going to do it. Now, let me tell you what it'll do. If you believe that, if you believe that, now it may be what you ask God to do, God does it. 
But that's not what this is talking about. What he's talking about is something bigger and better that will open the door for God to do something bigger and better. Here's the deal. If, if you believe that when you pray, the Bible says, and thanksgiving, that means you've asked God to do something. Now you're just going to thank God that it's done. And because you've asked and you thank it's going to be done. Let me tell you what it'll do. It'll just, I guarantee you what it'll do. You'll lose your faith in prayer. And worse, it's possible you might lose your faith in God. And I've known many good people do both. Many sincere people have said to me over these years, I I don't think there's any reason to pray. I pray, I believe, I thank God, and it never happened. Well, they, they have a problem with their understanding of the totality of what Scripture says. Now, if we had time, we can go over and get a little verse. Anything you ask in his name, we, we can't get off on everything. Well, you can find a little verse saying this, that, and yonder, but you don't, you don't build your theology on a little verse hither and yonder. You build your theology on the whole thing. The question is, thanksgiving for what? Well, let me give you a list. I don't know if you jot anything down or not, but I want to just give you what I think and what God has shown me. First of all, here it is. Uh, and I love how the New Living Translation translates it, and I'll read that in just a moment. You say, well, then what are we to thank God for? Well, what are we to thank God for? Well, first of all, we are to just thank God, first of all, uh, that we can pray. And I think they're going to, that prayer is possible. That sinful me <laughs> and sinful you can pray to the creator of the universe. Wouldn't you say that's something to be thankful for? Just thankful that we can talk to God. So that's one of the things to be thankful for. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, what am I going to thank God for? Well, number one, thank God I can pray. Number two, I'm going to thank God that he hears my prayers. You should thank God that he hears your prayers. And the Bible teaches that. The Bible says, for the eyes of the Lord on the righteous, his ears are open to their prayers. So when we pray, God hears our prayers. We, we, this morning as I was praying in the den, it's dark outside and no lights on the house, but I was just praying. I thought, God, it's, what a blessing to know that here I am in my den in the dark and I'm praying to God, the creator of the universe. And God, you're hearing my prayers. You're hearing my prayers. So I, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But now here's the biggie. You say, what are we to thank God for? Prayer, supplication, thanksgiving. We should thank God for the attributes of God. Now, this is key. And this is what I want you to get tonight and have when you leave. The attributes of God. You say, what do you mean by attributes? Uh, What God is like. Like, we should thank God for his attributes. What he's like and what is true about God. I just jotted down some of the things. His omnipresence, his omnipotence, his omniscience, his mercy, his love, his faithfulness, his goodness, his, the way he provides, uh, his forgiveness. That God has no bad days. God has no momentary breakdowns. Uh, uh, he, he has no shifting moods. God's always the same. I love that verse in Malachi 3 where God says, I am the Lord. I do not change. So when we go to God in prayer and we offer our general prayers, we offer our supplications, then what we need to do before we ever, before we do anything, 
We need to be thanking God for what? For who He is. For what He is. Thanksgiving and praise are like, they're like cousins. They, you know, when you praise God, you're thanking God. I know we praise God for who He is and thank God for what He does. I understand that. But the bigger picture of that, when you're, when you're thanking God for all these attributes, you're praising God for these attributes. And that is a beautiful thing. Now, number four, we should thank God uh, for the answered prayers we've all experienced. You know, that's what David did in Psalm 13. He, verses 1 and 2, you know, he has all those things. God, why have you forgotten me, daughter, daughter? In verses 3 and 4, he has this little prayer. Then verses 5 and 6, I've trusted in the Lord. Uh, and, and he finishes up, you know, because he has dealt bountifully with me. So when you're, when you're going to God in prayer about some specific need, and maybe about that one little need, you're worried about that. And that can be very valid. It's not your lifestyle, but here's this, Okay. Well, you thank God and you remember these prayers that, that you've prayed in days gone by. And then another thing to be thankful for is for Romans eight twenty eight. A lot of things happen we don't understand, but we know God's going to work them out if we will respond appropriately. So I, that, that has helped me so very much. And then thank God that our prayers are not suspended on his answers. You know, it's not like, God, I'm going to pray, but the whole deal is, if I don't see your answers, then, then this thing's just not going to work. That great verse in uh, Habakkuk, uh, chapter 3, verses 17 and 18, you might jot the, these two verses down and read them later. It says, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor a fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet... I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. So, you know, your prayers, don't, they, they're not dependent upon you seeing the answers. You, you're just asking God. You're making your requests be made known. And the New Living Translation, here's, here's how this says. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. That's supplication. And thank Him for all He has done. That's not in the New King James. That's not in the ESV. And I didn't check the NIV. But in, in New Living Translation has it. You, you're thanking God for all the things He has done. That is the idea. And it is a very, very good idea. It is a good idea to thank God for all He has done. And the greatest thing He has done for us is that He sent His Son Jesus to live a perfect life and to die on a cross to pay for our sins, and then, three days later, come back to life. If you have never asked Jesus to come into your heart and save you, you can do it right now. Simply pray with me. Dear Jesus, I believe that you love me and that you died on the cross to pay for my sins. Right now, I ask you to come into my heart, forgive my sins, and make me a Christian. I ask you to save me, and I trust you to do it. Please make me to be the person you created me to be. In your name I pray, amen. For those of you who have prayed to receive Christ as your Savior today, we would love to know about it and to rejoice with you in your decision. We are so very happy for you. In fact, the Bible tells us that the angels are rejoicing in heaven right now over your decision. Please share your decision with us by sending us an email to info at peacebybelieving.org or by giving us a call at 1-800-337-0157. 
Again, that's 1-800-337-0157. We hope that today's message has been a blessing to you. You can find this message along with many others on our website, www.peacebybelieving.org under the broadcast tab. If you would like to be able to read the morning prayer that Dr. Redmond mentioned, you can find it in a couple of booklets on our website. Simply go to the booklets tab on peacebybelieving.org. The booklets, Hiding God's Word in Your Heart and 31 Timeless Truths, both contain this prayer. We also invite you to like Peace by Believing Ministries on Facebook and follow at PBB underscore broadcast on Twitter. Please share, like, and comment on these social media outlets. If the ministry of Peace by Believing has been a blessing to your life, please let your friends and family know about our program and how they can tune in next time. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to you being with us on the next Peace by Believing as our pastor, Dr. Charles Redmond, concludes his message, Blend Thanksgiving with your prayer.